politics and the two controlling political parties are destroying America. Both parties have spent your tax dollars with reckless abandon. Both parties are more beholden to party leadership than we, the people that they represent. Both parties value power above all else. Neither party respects the limits of the U.S. Constitution. The U.S. Constitution made this country great, and it's the U.S. Constitution that is the answer to our political woes. Forget the two ruling political parties and register as a constitutionalist. Support the U.S. Constitution, the just and moral society it creates, and not the two-party system. Join the only national political party that stands for the founding principles of the U.S. Constitution. Learn more, join and support the Constitution Party at constitutionparty.com or your state's Constitution Party website. The American dream has become a nightmare. Signs of the time are on cardboard on corners in town. Like a cancer that silently spreads, there's an unspoken fear. We're on our way down. We must eat America back. Main Street to Wall Street. That's right. We must take America back. That's why we're here. That's why, well, that's why these radio networks exist. We have to take America back from those that want to destroy us. I am coming to you from deep in the heart of the state of independence, the birthplace of American liberty, the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania. I'm your Thursday host of the National Intel Report, live on Republic Broadcasting Network, rebroadcast as Liberty Lighthouse on Mojo 50 Radio and Patriot Nation Talk Radio Network. I am Peter Seraphine. A man, a legend, with a great beard. With the greatest beard in radio. This guy is the sweetest, nicest, most gentlest person you've ever met in your life. The man's really insightful and pretty freaking smart. With wit, sharp like safety scissors. I would I would walk over hot coals for this guy. With that golden voice behind the microphone. He's got a big, fat, juicy, beautiful brain. The Nostradamus of political prognostication. Your host. Peter Seraphine. Free speech is not free. Support this free speech network. Donate if you're able. I know money's tough. Money's hard. You know, it is. It is what it is. The economy sucks. But if you're able, please help support this network uh, by donating, buying merchandise, and supporting the sponsors of the show and the network. We greatly appreciate that. Tonight, I've got a guest coming with us, um, retired Colonel Mike Ford, the managing editor of American Free News Network. But first, you know, um, we talk a lot about how the education system has made us a dumb society because they stopped teaching things that are important. And, well, there's a lot of other things in these that we have just that. There's, there's a lot of ways that we've become stupid. We've been dumbed down by our society, by our government. And I've, I've noticed a lot of those recently, and I thought maybe you might be interested in my observations. And it doesn't really matter if 
if it's been intentional or not. Um, the first thing I think of is, is uh, driver's licenses. Like, why is it that we can only get away with testing for a driver's license once when we're kids, but then we get to keep our driver's license forever? I personally think we should probably have to to uh, retest for a driver's license more than once. And in fact, that would help us when we've got those senior citizens that shouldn't be driving anymore. And and we have to make the tough decision of, you know, how do you take grandma and grandpa's driver's license away? Well, if the state, you know, if they retest it every now and then, it would be done a lot easier. And people might actually remember traffic laws. But uh, anyway, this is a call-in show, so feel free to call in with your observations of how we have become more stupid of a people. Uh, 512-248-8252. And the reason the driver's license came up was because I see a lot of the indicators of becoming a stupid society in our driving, in, in what we see. You know, like, like, just think of the, the basic traffic light, you know, red, yellow, green lights, the, the traffic lights. It's pretty simple, right? Now, back in the beginning of cars, they were just red and green. There was no yellow. Someone along the way said, hey, you know, maybe we need to have a little warning that it's going to turn red. That was probably a pretty good idea. Add that yellow light in there. But And that was sufficient for decades upon decades. That was a traffic light. But then, I don't know, 10, 15 years ago, the fact that they're lights hanging over the street wasn't good enough states and localities started putting reflective yellow markers like like a yellow frame a reflective frame around the traffic light because the fact that it was a light wasn't drawing enough attention so now they got to put this you know reflective yellow thing and then wait a minute well that still wasn't good enough in some places just a few years ago i started noticing the red stoplight portion now has a strobe light in it because again red yellow green light hanging over this hanging over an intersection isn't obvious enough now you've got to have a reflective yellow frame and a strobe light in the stop sign or in the stop light portion of the traffic light and now wait that isn't even good enough in some places. Now, there's a place right here in my town where I'm going along. You've all seen those those flashing yellow warning signs that say, hey, there's a traffic signal ahead. Now, those make sense if you're coming up to a curve or maybe cresting a mountain or a hill where you can't see very far ahead. It makes sense to have a sign that says, hey, there's a traffic light ahead. Right down the road for me, there's a place where there's that sign overhead that says traffic light ahead. But I can see and read that yellow sign at the same time that I can see the traffic light ahead. It is a straightaway stretch of road. And it's there. So this is not only is this the local government wasting your tax dollars by putting up a sign that's completely unnecessary, but it's making it so that you don't even have to pay attention when you drive anymore. They're, they're giving you so many warnings and they're making it so bright and obvious 
You can't possibly make mistakes. Again, dumbing down society. And there's lots of examples of that on the road. Lots of examples of signage that's completely unnecessary. Ever see the big yellow sign that says, look left, look right, look left again before pulling out? Um, when I learned to drive, that was the basic safety rule for, well, ever entering an intersection. That's, that's what you do. So why do we have a sign now? Why did somebody decide that they have to spend your tax money to put this sign up that says, look left, look right, look, look left again? I don't, I don't know, but it's contributing to the dumbing down of people. The Department of Transportation is just an obvious example. There's lots of them there. Another one is, how about the bridge freezes before road? <laughs> well, yeah, it does. Duh. I learned that in like junior high school science. Why do we I have to why do we have to use tax money to make a sign that says something that anybody who's graduated the seventh grade should already know? Or or another one. Uh don't stop on the railroad tracks. Duh. Again, why do we have to do that? Why are we spending tax money to put up signs that make people more stupid? Anybody have an answer to that? Like why we're doing it? I, I don't. I, I really don't. I'd love to have that conversation. If anybody has a, a, a possible answer as to why governments feel the need to spend your tax money in an effort to make you stupider, either that or to make it so that the stupid people you know, can survive and fit in, I, I don't know. So far, those were all examples from the Department of Transportation got lots more how about food safety how about how about the fda right we I, I know you've seen these content warning signs you've all you've seen the content warnings for the not so obvious ingredients that makes sense if you're i don't know if, if, if you're whatever you're buying has shellfish in it but you're buying like you know almond butter you wouldn't think that it would have shellfish in it, then yeah, it should have a warning that says, hey, this has shellfish. But do you really need the warning that says that your peanut butter might contain peanuts? Why are we doing that? It's making us stupid. And it's all, I'm going to guess, it all has to do with the litigious nature of our country. I think all of those things need to go away. May contain peanuts should never be printed on a peanut butter jar or a jar of peanuts. These are the things that we see every day. And they're things that, like I said, they're making people more stupid. How about how about the Darwin Awards? Let's go along here. Let's go to the uh, don't drink the bleach warning label. Okay. Anybody 
old enough, capable of reading the don't drink the label, should probably already know not to drink that thing. But yet we feel the need to print it anyway. It's not just government making us all more stupid. There's lots more examples. But first, is that Layla in Canada on line one? Welcome to the show. Yeah, hi. I was just listening to your um, comments on uh, traffic signals. And um, uh, you asked if anybody has any ideas on why they're doing it. First of all, the government is covering its butt so that they can't be sued for negligence. They'd rather be overly cautious rather than under. Um, secondly, they have statistics that would indicate which demographic, like the extremely young men or the elderly, might be the greater risk for accidents. Insurance companies always want to know who they're going to have to pay out to uh, right. because of negligence on the road. And then you also forget that there might be tourists who come to this country who don't know that the bridge is going to freeze over before the road. So that, to my mind, is a very minimal aspect of taxpayer waste. Uh, oh, it is. It's minimal. Because of all the tourists or all the other, or people who are texting on their cell phones or playing with their um, uh, screens on inside their cars. There's so many distractions within a car that sometimes a flash might get their attention and they will look up and think, oh, there is a stoplight ahead. Or sometimes they put in new traffic signals or stop signs. So I don't consider that an issue that dumbs down people um, or one of the major issues of taxpayer waste. Uh, so um, I, I understand what you're saying, that we've been dumbed down. But I would suggest we look at computers, cell phones. Oh. I'm getting there. A number, yeah, a number of other things. That, to my mind, is extremely minimal. So I, I await uh, the rest of your program. I'm sure it'll be equally inform more informative. Thank you very much. <laughs> well, thank you for the call. Um, the, the Department of Transportation stuff was just, to me, it's in your face all the time, glaring obvious, and that's why I started with it. Um, there are lots and lots of others. And and I take your point about about being overly cautious. You know, don't want to get sued. It is it is a minimal waste of taxpayer money. Um, but you got to start somewhere. And if you're gonna cut taxpayer waste, then you know the easy ones. Go for the easy ones first. And if that's a particularly easy one, then okay. Um, but yeah, lit overly lit litigious society is where a lot of this stuff stuff comes from. We, we now have to put the, my peanut butter contains peanuts warning because somebody probably got sued at some point that they didn't know that their peanut butter cup had peanuts in it. Somebody got sued and now everybody has to cover their butt. And that, again, it's, it's contributing to us just being stupid as a society. One of the more sensational examples of how we're becoming stupid was probably, well, it was Gorilla Glue Girl, is how I refer to her. I, I forgot to actually look up. I was going to try to find the video and, and have it to play just so you could hear the insanity. But this, this young lady ran out of her regular hair glue and, went and tried 
and used Gorilla Glue in her hair. And she went on to say, when she sued Gorilla Glue, that nowhere on the package does it say not to use it in your hair. Now, it says not to get it on your skin or your eyes, but it doesn't specifically mention hair. So she sues. So again, there we go with the overly litigious society stuff that's contributing to all of these silly little lawsuits that lead to labels that lead to more lawsuits and more labels. Lauren in Ohio, line one. Welcome to the show, Lauren. Hey. <laughs> um, okay, I'm sorry. I had to go get my battery. The wind just kicked up and I was getting ready to lose my power. I want to make sure my battery's charged. Anyway, yeah, it is a super litigious society. And that's a problem of broken people. You know, Great. people trying to get something for nothing. So I agree. <laughs> the death of personal but, responsibility. Yes, it is. Well, so here's the the other part of it. I don't know if you were listening to Mike's show before this one, but they were talking about the situation with the parents and what's going on with the children in school, giving them all kind of power you know, power of control over their own lives. Oh, I can keep secrets from my mom and dad. Right, right. Not even it's about training story time, just I can keep secrets. from. So here's my question. Why are your children there? Right. If your school is doing that, get them out. Well, no, but at this point, we are so far behind in math, science. Now we're coming in in the 40s in English. Right. How are these Asian countries? Are, are there even... Are there even 40 English-speaking countries? <laughs> well, no, that's the point. These guys, this is English is their second language. They speak it and write it better than American English, American right. children. I agree. Our school I system is, is horrible. Well, it's breaking the children on purpose. Charlotte is reading uh, deliberatedumbingdown.com, uh, or is it .org? I think it's .com. Uh, Charlotte Iserby, and she. everybody knows her that, listens to this kind of radio. If you don't look her up, she was a fabulous woman. And, um, but in any case, she did the website deliberate dumbing down to make sure people understood, stood that the schools were there to destroy the society. It's right. like the communist manifesto, free education for all the children. Of course, right. it's that's, that's like step two or three or something. It's, it's really high in the priority list for Marx. Yeah. Right. And when you look at the way the taxes are divvied out, your real estate taxes, half of that money is for the schools. And then the schools don't do the job of educating your children about anything that can get them a job or teach them a skill set or have them learn confidence and control self-control. No, no, right. no. We have to teach them how to have tantrums and, 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 and crayons in a corner because they got upset and don't know the yeah. difference between the truth and the lie. Don't even know if they're a boy or a girl. They're yeah. doing this to your children. They're telling your children they have. I remember <laughs> my. I came home from school. I think I was twelve or thirteen, uh, eighth grade, and I came home and I told my dad, "You can't hit me because they came in with some CPS stuff talking about you uh -huh. know your shouldn't you know hit your children and all this stuff." I went home and told my dad that. He said, "Listen," he said, because I told him I was going to call CPS. <laughs> he said, "Listen," he said, "If you call CPS." I'm going to give you to them. <laughs> and then he said, this is a kingdom and I am the king. 
<laughs> he made me eat my dinner standing up at the counter. I'm lucky I even got dinner. Standing up at the counter. Everybody else is welcome at the table. You have to learn your place in this world. And there is a hierarchy. God made the men. The men made a club. The club made rules, codes, regulations, and statutes to manage and limit the behavior of the maids and the butlers. It's not for us. So when you talk about, like, driver's licenses, well, you don't need a license. A license gives you permission to do what would otherwise be illegal. Who gets a license? A license is issued to those you have the authority to issue to. Right, I'm and I'd Mexican. love to go over rules. I'm not a Mexican. I don't follow Mexican rules. I'm not big... a Mormon. I don't follow, you know, Mormon rules, Muslim rules. That's the point. Everybody is supposed to be free. We all have to recognize that the creator that made us, he's the one that gave us freedom, free will, and the right to choose. So we can't have another party that's parallel to you. They're next to you. They're not superior to you. They didn't create you. And, you know, as a parent, if you're if you're being a, uh, called a parent in the school, it's because you're a lesser being. Mother and father have property rights. Right. Those children belong to you. There's That's why they're that trying to get rid of. That's why the attack on language. That's why they do all of those things. You're absolutely right. right. But here's the trick. Them changing the language doesn't change the truth. So we no. as people, if we just decide that we're just going to do what's right, that we're just going to be constructive, that we're just going to take responsibility and run our own lives. That's how you beat these people. You can't beat them any other way. There's no fight. The fight is, will I obey God this day? Will I not steal, not do, you know, murder people, not bear false witness against my neighbor? You know how hard that would be if you're a doctor or a lawyer or a cop or a judge? Yeah, if you if you make the rules nice and simple like that, there's there's really no loopholes. There's no way around them. Well, there it is. And and my point is though, this country is only suited fit for a a, a moral Just and responsible people. people. Yep. And Agreed. we are immoral. I mean, look what we're allowing them to do to our children at school in front of God and everyone, while the attorney general uh, calls the parents terrorists. Right. I white get it terrorists you got that new bill you white people can't criticize any minorities that crazy woman and this one oh no it didn't even say it it didn't even go to any minorities it specifically said blacks like you can't criticize blacks it didn't say anything about criticizing any other minority group it was only blacks I don't read that stuff anymore because I don't give a damn. I just I just like to point it out. We look at them and say, look what they're doing. I look at you and I say, look what you're doing. Why are you doing what these people tell you to do? They're telling you jump off a bridge. Shoot your child in the head with that gun. I mean, COVID shot. And you're like, okay. You're <laughs> I like that. That was good. Damn, All right, Lauren. I got to get, get Tom in before the, before the break. Okay, God bless. <laughs> God bless. Thanks for your call. Tom in Florida, line three. Welcome to the show. Yeah, good day. Uh, good, good evening, Peter. Uh, yeah, a very passionate call, the last one. And, uh, yeah, to Layla's point, the last show, I, I want her to bring up tomorrow maybe Suggy. I want her to remember that name, Suggy. But here, uh, let's go here. Let's go Let's go. what's really going on here. These school boards, uh, the, the school system, and the PTAs and all that allowed our country to have its citizenry, remo- the, the uh, cursive uh, handwriting removed from the classroom. That's where all this started unwinding with all this other nonsense. And I'm going to get into the red lights and all that in a minute. But when you take cursive out, you know the reason they did that, right, Peter? Why did they take cursive out of all the high schools, uh, the elementary schools and junior high schools? Do you have any idea? My guess is because uh, the logic of, of 
those people is that you know everything's going to be typed and on computer screens and you know why do you need to learn how to write with by hand when you type everything now no my, my that's, not, that's not what i believe i believe they, they don't want nobody the kids to re- learn how to read the constitution that was written by the founding fathers those in that's a that's, that's a very good, good possibility too and i like that answer better than my my initial guess <laughs> yes exactly why and, and let's go here we'll go to the street lights and all that you know here in south florida they had a they had a big thing, and you know they put the cameras up on these lights over here all over Florida, South yep. Florida. Well, you know a bunch of judges and lawyers got busted running red lights. You know what? They took they took them off here in a lot of areas of Florida, uh, in South Florida. They took the light the cameras down because all these lawyers and judges and these other clerks and all that they were running late to go to work and they were running red lights. And you know what? They removed them. Go figure. Okay. Yeah. You understand what's going on with the red light cameras and all this? You know, matter matter of fact, Newsmax on on today. They, you know they showed uh, two robots. I don't know if you got to see the video. These two robots were actually running, and they were doing an obstacle course. Did you see that video? An obstacle course? Well, no, I haven't seen that one yet. You know, well, the, the commentators, the two commentators, the man and the woman commentator, saying they were wonderful. They say, you know, that this is a, this is a replacement. They're going to re- use these robots to replace us, and probably you'll, they're going to get paid, and you'll get sent home. And uh... nope, I think we lost them. Anyway. He's right. They're trying to replace us that way too. Um, I didn't want to get into the school stuff. I think the school stuff is is so so obvious, and, and we've all talked about it so many times before. Um, I got a few more to get to, but when we come back on the other side of this this short break, we're going to have uh, Colonel Mike Ford with us. If you do live streaming, I want you to check out Restream. Restream is an online recording studio and streaming service that allows you to stream to multiple platforms all at once. You can have guests to do your live stream and nobody has to install anything because it's entirely browser-based. I use Restream for my live streams, and you should at least give them a chance to check them out. Go to liberty-lighthouse.com slash Restream, and I'll save you $10 when you sign up for their premium service. You can try it for free, but once you see all of the cool features that come with the premium service, I'm pretty sure you're going to want it. So again, liberty-lighthouse.com slash Restream to save $10 on that cool premium service. Hey, welcome back. I'm Peter, your Thursday night host here on the National Intel Report. And as promised, with us now is uh, Colonel Retired Michael Ford, the CEO and Managing Editor of American Free News Network. And, um, well, last night, I heard this story about how American Free News Network got here. So before we go there, Colonel, you are a medically retired 37-year veteran of the United States Army. And uh, you used to be a contributor at a couple of fun places. Why don't you tell us that story quick? Sure, but before I get going on that, excuse me, 
I would like to compliment your show, especially, especially your callers. When they call in with passion, they really care about it, and they're talking about the subject at hand. That's just that makes for a good show, and and, and I'm hoping to hear more from them tonight. Oh, I'm sure you'll That's, get more of them. Well, good deal. Um, yeah, well, uh, it's kind of an interesting story. Um, I had uh, I had um, gotten out of the army in uh, 2013, medically retired. Uh, the army found some crud in one of my lungs from something I inhaled over in the desert. And they were very kind and gracious. They worked a very nice deal with me. They uh, said that uh, they would uh, they would keep one of my lungs and I would get to leave. So that was a fair swap. They keep the lung, I you know I get to retire. So I was. I was pretty happy about that, and they treated me right. And for once, the VA did what it was supposed to do. So, so that's all good. But I had a lot of time on my hands, and I started looking at politics. And of course, President Obama was in uh, in office at that time. And I ended up I was walking around the house and using language that my wife did not prefer. And Her Majesty told me one day that if you don't do something about it, you need to shut up. So. Um, I decided I would start writing, and I uh, got a hold of uh, Dr. Uh, Lip, uh, Liston over at American Thinker and uh, Miss Judy McLeod over at uh, Judy, Judy McLeod over at uh, Canada Free Press, and of course Jim Hoff over at uh, over at uh, his uh, organization there, the Gateway Pundit, and they uh, they gave me a chance to uh, do some writing for them, and I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. And then um, I got recruited by a another. Uh, another uh, publication that shall not be named for reasons we'll get into later, but uh, they were actually paying me to badmouth politicians, which I really liked. That was a good deal. So That's uh, that a good was deal. A that Oh yeah, it was awesome. Um, then we come to uh, January 6th where there was a disturbance at the Capitol. It was mostly peaceful. I mean, I, Her Majesty and I watched it on the TV and we were, we were listening to the reporter saying the end is near. And we're watching American citizens walk between the guide ropes, you know, right. the velvet guide ropes at Statuary Hall. They're gripping and grinning with the, with the guards and taking selfies and all that. And I go, okay, that don't look like no riot to me. So I wrote an article about it for the publication I was writing for. And uh, basically my theme was don't call it a riot. I've been in one and I've caused, helped cause one before. Used to teach people how to start them. Um, that wasn't really a riot. It wasn't kind of insurrections. I'm pretty sure the founding fathers understand what an insurrection was, and that wasn't one. And nope. it surely wasn't a storming. And I, I challenged anybody who wants to call it a storming to go ahead and contact one of the very few left survivors of bloody Omaha Beach and ask them if the Capitol incident constituted a storming. Well, within, I want to say, about eight, eight hours of being publicized, the, I want to I want to make sure I say this properly without getting people sued and upset and excited. The ad aggregator for the for the website that I was uh, was publishing on basically told them we are withdrawing your. This is the story I got from management now that uh, the ad aggregator was cutting off the ad revenue for two weeks, and if they did not withdraw my story my story they would cut it off permanently. And I said, okay, fine. I didn't get excited about it. They made a business decision. But then it happened again with another story I wrote that was kind of tongue-in-cheek. It was, um, I said, I proposed a rhino hunt. 
and I had an acronym for Rhino, which was Republican Investigation on New Opportunities to Get Better Candidates or something. And the idea was kind of a, it was an online yep. contest where we would we would propose candidates to be uh, Republican candidates to be primary. OK. And there were and there were goofy, non-existent prizes for it. And it, it, it basically was kind of like tongue in cheek snark. And it was people logging onto the website and having a good time. Right. Well, some some leftist group got their panties in a wad about it. And the next thing you know, that one got yanked. And then before I could even hit the publish button on a third one, I was writing about um, sexually disordered people being uh, being brought into the military, people that wake up in the morning and decide that their sex is different than the equipment that they've been issued. You know, so I wrote something about that and they didn't even let that one get out the gate. So I said, well, there's not much use in doing this. I understand their business decision. I don't hold, hold any angst or antipathy toward these folks. They made a business decision, but I, I, I've got better things to do. Well, right about that same time, I had a bunch of my army buddies and a couple SES level, you know, senior deputy undersecretary type folks, uh, retired folks out of the intelligence community, a couple guys that work in the oil industry and some other folks got together. And then next thing you know, they're talking to me and saying, okay, here's the deal. We want you to form this uh, multimedia company start out online. You'll be the CEO and managing editor. And what we will do is we will give American citizens a voice. And so that's what we've tried to do with American Free News Network. That's AFNN.us, AFNN.us. And what we do is we have people from all, all ends of the spectrum. At one end, we have people that kind of act like Sam Adams and Thomas Paine. You know, they, they talk about what happened today. Look at what so-and-so did. This is what it means to you, and this is why you ought to be mad about it. And then at the other end of this spectrum, we have the John Adamses and the Madisons and the Jeffersons. And what they do is give people the, the, uh, the academic underpinnings so they can have an intelligent discussion with their idiot sister-in-law over Thanksgiving dinner and tell her why she's I, being an idiot for being a leftist. So I, I've seen so some great articles on your website. Um, and uh, I, I invited you to come back on a regular basis to uh, to talk about articles from your website. So you were one of the first three people who has agreed to do that. So you're going to be back every month. The would we decide the third Thursday of every month, you're going to come back at 6:30, and uh, we're going to keep you for 15 minutes to a half an hour, and you get to discuss one of the articles on your site that that week. I'm looking forward to it. Absolutely. That, that sounds fun to me. Um, I do have to question your uh, uh let me see how to say this politely i question your judgment as as managing editor for allowing two of my articles to be published on your website i don't don't know how they yeah. slipped through the cracks well <laughs> you know what was what was amazing is you didn't charge me for them because that's good quality work and we appreciate it. so uh, so and uh, that's something i would uh would like to mention nobody in the organization is getting a dime I'm not, well, I think they have to pay me a dollar a year to stay legal. Um, but uh, but nobody is ma making any money on this. Uh, all the writers are doing it as volunteers. It's American citizens. And uh, speaking of different ends of the spectrum, at one end, like I said, we have a, a former retired, a retired intelligence community senior executive service official. 
and at the you know at the other end of the spe spectrum, I guess you could call it, or a different part of the spectrum, we have a farmer's wife, and we have the widow of a special forces soldier. We have a couple guys out of the oil industry that aren't the aren't the people that sit up in the main office. They're the folks who go out there and get it, find it, and get it out of the ground and get it in your tank. Um, we have a nice. couple of chemists. I have uh, one one guy on there that um, I'm was uh, one of my army buddies, a guy named retired Colonel Sam Pearson. This guy got bored in retirement, so he went out and got his PhD in statistics, and now the CDC is calling him about every 30 seconds, you know, trying to validate their numbers or justify their numbers, I should say. All right. Well, before we move on, I'm going to play my little, uh, just a, a little bit of uh, tongue-in-cheek humor. The United States was founded on the idea that government's role is to secure our unalienable rights. Many of our politicians today have openly admitted that they don't care about your rights, and these same politicians ignore the Constitution that they swore to protect and defend. It's time to clean house. As your president, I will make securing your rights and returning the rights already lost my number one priority. I will fight to shove the federal government back into the metaphorical box outlined by the enumerated powers of the U.S. Constitution. I urge you to visit Peter for president.com to see my platform and get involved in my campaign together we can show the world that we the people are the sovereigns in charge not some group of elitists in washington dc i'm peter and i approve this message peter is not a real candidate for president but i wish he was <laughs> I, I say it's tongue-in-cheek because i'm a federal employee therefore i cannot run for president or any other well, I, was, I was pulling out my checkbook wondering where i could send, send a campaign donation <laughs> well you can feel free to donate but um it's not going to a campaign uh, if you don't mind i'd like to continue I, I know you were listening for the first half hour before you came on the show i'd like to continue that conversation for just a little bit because we we had just reached the point where how discussing how we, uh, the United States citizenry, have become such a litigious society and we sue everybody all the time. And I used to blame uh, McDonald's coffee lady. We all remember the story of the lady who spilled the hot coffee in her lap and then sued McDonald's and, and won millions of dollars. I used to think it, it, it well, almost started with her. But if you actually look into that case... She had a valid case. It wasn't that the coffee that was hot. The, the coffee was just about boiling in the cup. That particular McDonald's had received multiple complaints that the coffee was too hot. The McDonald's corporate people had come in and, and, and like tested and, you know, they've got their rules of what, how, what temperature it's supposed to be. And it was always way above their rules. It was, it was just barely below boiling. And so McDonald's was aware that the coffee was too hot and this woman got sued. So, hey, that's to me, once you do that research and you find out, okay, yeah, McDonald's was negligent. They knew there was a problem. They did not fix it. This woman was injured. Granted, she spilled hot coffee in her lap, and if it had been cold coffee, she would have been upset about that. But I, I want to point out that I think that her particular case was an exception because exception to the overly litigious because mcdonald's was aware of that but things that we've got warning labels on everything 
Um, and I think it's all making us stupider. One of the ones I didn't get to earlier was, you know, if you look in the owner's manual of your, your car now, it has to warn you that that uh, cruise control is not autopilot. That even though you set the cruise control, you still have to stand there and hold the steering wheel. Like, why do we have to tell people this? Um, but I think a, a lot of our stupidity is coming out of convenience as well. We, as a society today, we've never been hungry. We don't have to harvest and can our own food. We just go to a grocery store. And because of that, canning is, is falling out of favor and it's becoming almost a lost art form. You know, we all know our parents and grandparents, they had their own garden, they canned their own food. It was there all winter in the basement or the root cellar or wherever they kept it. And that's gone. And we've, we've forgotten how to do that as a society and whole. There are, of course, people that still do it, um, small groups of people here and there. But one of the callers also brought up technology. And technology is a big one about the convenience of the modern technology, this little, little electronic thing that most of us carry around in our pocket. The convenience, I have no sense of direction. So the idea that I've got GPS in my pocket, freaking love that. But my sense of direction is never going to get better as long as I keep doing that. Or, you know, contacts and phone numbers. When was the last time you actually remembered a phone number? I don't even know my own some days. So I'm tracking yeah. with you. you, know, you I, I know my phone number, my wife's phone number, and I remember my two grandmother's phone numbers from when I was a kid, but neither of them have that phone number anymore. So I, I have two phone numbers that I remember that mean anything to me. And of course, you know, like 911. <laughs> but yeah, you start typing a name and they pop up. You don't have to remember phone numbers. Um, birthdays, the same way. How many birthdays do you remember without looking on Facebook or in your contacts on your phone or whatever? One. One, Her Majesty's. Everything else is unimportant. <laughs> I, I thought for sure you were going to say December 25th, Jesus Christ. <laughs> well, okay. <laughs> but and and let's, not, let's not get into a discussion about priorities there either. <laughs> the convenience of technology has, has created this trade-off with our own brains. It's, if you think back to the Benjamin Franklin quote, about giving up essential liberty to purchase a little temporary safety and you get neither. I think that's what technology is doing to us with convenience versus knowledge. We are, what used to be convenient is now necessary. And what used to be second nature to us is now a lost well, let's let, let, let's jump in on, on a couple of those there because you're 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 hitting around the target. Okay, but we're not we're not getting to the end right. You're talking about convenience. You've uh, seen the picture of the pajama boy, right? You know, can I should I get health insurance, mommy? So you know, with this. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, um, I've done a little bit of, of research on this, mostly from a military perspective. 70 last uh last uh survey for the armed forces 70 percent 77 percent 
of the, the age demographic that we want to recruit for the U.S. military to come in and be the, the young folks that actually do the hard stuff, unlike old farts me to tell them what to do. Um, 77 percent of them cannot meet basic military standards to enter training and then start getting in shape. Right. And you, okay. I, you let me in and I was never in shape. The, the, the entrance line isn't that high. That's correct. If you do a little informal polling, how many folks 30 years old and under men, okay, you know, because that's a, a man's job, I believe, can change a tire? Yeah. Okay. A lot of young, young kids now are not, you know, now I understand it in the big cities. I, I wouldn't have a car if I lived in New York City. Okay. But right. some places don't have a car. They just decide that they're going to use an Uber. They can't, they, they've gone into this place where the technology and, and the way we use it has made, has made them weak and has, has made them ineffectual. They can't, they can't do things on their own. Can't, uh, can't change a tire, can't change plugs, can't change the oil, can't unstop a toilet or put a new toilet in, uh, can't, um, can't uh, run a, an extra piece of wire through the, through the wall and put in a new plug or a new lamp. And what happens when they get to that, that point, there's something else that comes along there, and you, and, you, and, and you got close to touching on it, is they get used to being served in all these, all these different arenas. If I need something, if you've seen the, um, what is it, uh, the, the commercial for one of the home food delivery services, Hungry Root. And um, the, 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 the young, the, yeah. Hungry Root came through, and now I can eat. Uh-huh. Really? You are not intelligent enough to get in your vehicle or catch a ride from a friend's and go to the store and get yourself something? Now, I'm, I'm not talking about somebody that's physically disabled in a wheelchair and, you know, physically can't get in the car or whatever. The actors and actresses on this look pretty young and healthy to me. Yep. Okay, so they look like they should be able to drive to the store, pick up what they need, but it's almost like there's this miracle thing that came along and saved me from starving. Yeah. Now, what, and that's, when you get when you get to that mindset, that type of person, when all of a sudden for some reason they get denied something, and I'm getting ready to use the e word here, when they get ready, denied something they believe they're entitled to, just be, for existing, all of a sudden now you run into some other issues. I mean, you saw what was going on with Black Lives Matter and all these. This is a generation of people, white, 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 brown, black, green, purple. The paint job doesn't really matter. It's the attitude and the age in a lot of them where they, they believe they're entitled to stuff. And guess what? If they don't get it, they're going to start burning down buildings and attempting to assassinate cops right there in their precinct house. Well, that sounds familiar. Well, let's talk about how when that convenient little thing in your pocket or your car or whatever, when it gets used against you. So, yeah, that it's convenient. I love mine, but I also hate it. Like I said, I like the fact that it's got GPS because I have no sense of direction. So it's fantastic. But what about when when uh, your insurance company starts getting that information? What happens when? Your health insurance company says, hey, you've you've been to McDonald's too many times. We're going to raise your premium. Or I'll, give you the, I'll give you an easy one right here. Car insurance. 
and you heard me say it first right here on your show. You know how uh, was it? Um, which there's two of the the uh, car insurance companies right now that say if you put the doohickey in your in your uh, in your vehicle's uh, information mm-hmm. port, it monitors how you drive, and then they're going to give you a discount if you're a good driver. Right. Right. Okay. So the presumption at this point is you get the good driver rate right now. Let's say a hundred dollars a month. And then if you drive really good, we'll knock $10 a month, right? So we go from 100 to 90 okay? Yeah. Tracking so far? Here's what the next step to that's going to be. The device is going to have to be permanently mounted. Mm-hmm. Or in order to get that standard rate, you have to have the device in there. Yeah. And, and then it goes down from there if, you, if, you're, not a good, if you're not a perfect driver. And then the pretty soon it becomes is- standard, standard equipment on the car. The, the fun part to me is when they are start all start collaborating together. But first, Sarah, my friend Sarah in Oregon. Welcome to the show, Sarah. Sarah. There you go, Sarah Nichols. People need, people need to know better about learning. Free speech platforms aren't free, but you learn a lot more than you learn in school. Bye-bye now. Thanks, Sarah. I think she's right. You learn a lot more on free free speech platforms like ours than you do in a school. So we all saw how the how the um, the FBI was able to swoop up was it six hundred of the insurrectionists based on cell phone data, but but they couldn't find the pipe bomber even though he's on like four videos, and and. There's a vid- one of those videos. He has a phone in his hand, and you can see them texting on it. Like you can't possibly triangulate that, but you can find 600 other people that happen to walk on the grass. Anyway, moving on. Um, we all saw how how they the FBI was able to swoop in on 600 people based on cell cell phone data. And you you've got your your car insurance company that's now let you know plugging this thing in, and it's recording your travel data. How long is it going to be before the metadata that's on your phone and in your car and everything is all openly available to insurance companies or to the government? Or, I mean, hey, you, 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 I pick on McDonald's again. You know, you go to McDonald's too often, so your insurance, your health insurance rate's going to go up and your social credit score is going to go down. What makes you think it's not already available to them? They're just waiting for the right time to start start making use of it. Oh, that's very possible too. I you know, that wouldn't surprise me at all. If if all of this information isn't already out there and already being gathered by these companies and they're just trying to figure out how to structure the uh the, the dragnet of tyranny. Hey, let's see here. Francis in North Carolina. Welcome to the show. We've got less than, I don't know, 3 minutes or something like that. What you got? And it may not even take that long. How are you doing, young man? Fantastic. Uh oh, I want to know what you've been eating or drinking. Uh, what I'm hearing so far, uh, either the uh, governmental structure or so-called governmental structure are speeding upon the ignorance of the people that cannot put two brain cells together, as well as the aspect of giving them technology to hang themselves like a rope by by making it sexy, trendy sophisticated, you name it, to make it look like something they just can't do without, and thus uh, hang themselves. And then they wonder why 
oh, why me? Why me? Poor pitiful me. Uh, you know, and then go to the point of dragging religion into it, which is enough to make you want to hurl. Uh, knock it off. Use your head you were born with and the intelligence that's in your skull for a change. And stop acting like a crybaby. Behave like the adult you're supposed to be. And stop hanging yourself by the neck because they gave you enough rope to do it with. So if, they're not, if they can't do it that way, then they'll do it with a shot jab that either pollutes your body and uh, maim you or, better yet, murder you. So, and with that, um, y'all have a great weekend. I'll have lime coconut and pineapple my corona. And it's very <laughs> Thank you very much, Francis. Always a pleasure to have your to hear your calls. And I think I think Francis is right. They they use the schools to dumb us down. They use the technology to dumb us down, and then make it so convenient and sexy. And oh, I have to have it that we do. We use it to hang ourselves. That's a that's a brilliant combination correlation. You know, string of pearls. I don't, I don't know. She put it together well. Is what I'm trying to say here. What do you think, Mike? I think she did. She put it together very well, and, um, and it also sounds like something we heard from a from a fellow named uh, Nikita Khrushchev one time, where he said that uh, American capitalists would sell him the rope by which he would use to hang us. So, yeah, it does sound a lot like that. It's quite familiar. Hey, if you're just joining the show, uh, the the guest with us here is. Uh, Retired Colonel Michael Ford, the managing editor of American Free American Free News Network. I don't know why I always have difficulty saying it, but American Free News Network. And he's going to be joining us on a regular basis. And we're about to go to break, so I don't want to jump into the next topic. But you wanted to talk about this mumbo-jumbo thing going on over in Switzerland. I believe there was one article written that called it a uh oh what did they call it i forget it, it I, I remember circle jerk was in the in the title but it was it was something like the power elite circle jerk or something like that the davos group you wanted to talk about that yes sir yes sir people have to refresh themselves on james bond movies too james bond movies oh yeah absolutely the the uh, Sean Connery versions or the Michael Moore versions or the oh I can't remember actually the, the actually uh, the the blonde the blonde bond uh, is uh, is probably the best example of that. Yeah. It's funny James Bond you James Bond ages you like it it points out your your age to other people because if you're really old and you say James Bond you think Sean Connery if you're my age you think Michael Moore if or not Michael Moore. Yeah, I forget. It's more something more. Anyway, Roger, I hear music. Roger Moore. Roger Moore. Roger Moore. That's it. Roger Moore. I hear music. So it is break time. Three minute commercial break. When we come back, we will continue the conversation with Colonel Michael Ford. Be back.
I'm Peter Seraphine, and So Simple Even a Politician Can Understand is my latest book. It is a book of simple ideas that would go a long way towards fixing some pretty big problems in our government. It is an easy-to-read short book that uses common sense, something seriously lacking in our government. Order your copy for less than $10 wherever books are sold or at liberty-lighthouse.com books. The American dream has become a nightmare. Signs of the time are on cardboard on corners in town. Like a cancer that's silently spreading, there's an unspoken fear. We're on our way down. We must make America back. And that's right. That's what we're doing here at Republic Broadcasting Network, Mojo 5 Radio, the Patriot Nation Radio Network, American Free News Network. We're trying to take back America. That's what we're for. It's why we do this. It's the top of the second hour of the National Intel Report live on Republic Broadcasting Network. Liberty Lighthouse on Mojo 50 Radio and Patriot Nation Radio Network. I'm your Thursday host, Peter Seraphine. Please remember that free speech is not free. Donate to these networks if you are able. Buy their merchandise, support their sponsors. But one thing that you can do that's absolutely free is uh, share it out. Tell everybody what you're hearing, where you're hearing it. Share links if you're listening online or whether you're watching the video. I didn't announce that at the beginning of the show. we got a new thing going here on Thursday nights of uh, National Intel Report. We're now live streaming video. You can chat with us in the comments and uh, see my fugly face as you uh, listen to the show if you want to. Um, where were we? Oh, yeah, we, uh, we got a guest with us tonight. Mr. Colonel Mike Ford, Colonel Mike Ford, retired Colonel Mike Ford, managing editor and CEO of American Free News Network. And we were just about to start to possibly maybe talk about um, Davos. Doesn't that sound fun? Indeed, it does. Indeed, it does. Um. When I first, uh, you know, I've, I've known about the, the uh, World Economic Forum, and I've, I've always thought it was uh, a good excuse for a bunch of people that thought more of themselves than they probably ought to, to get together on somebody else's dime and, and have themselves a nice little luxury vacation in between standing around in circles and telling each other they're great and how wonderful they are. But after I started watching what was going on in th- at this year's event, I looked at that, and on the one hand, if you look at their website, they have a mission set that's, that claims that they want to be a forum to help humanity. Mm-hmm. But I got to tell you, when I look at the video coming out of there and listening to the things that they're proposing, it looks like a page right out of a, of, of a James Bond movie, a gathering of Bond movie villains. And if you, um, if you look at the last few James Bond movies, uh, the lead character there, this guy named uh, Ernst Blofeld, what a name, 
He probably got in a lot of fights on the playground. Um, but Ernst Blofeld runs this organization, this evil organization called Spectre. And if you look at how they show the meetings of that organization and they show each of these folks standing up and report that report to them, you know, where they're getting uh, getting money from and who they're extorting and what it is they're trying to get a certain country to do and control a certain country's population. It's the same type of thing that you saw in this uh, in this um in this, in this Davos event, the, uh, the World Economic Forum. And if you go to the Davos website, um, and I've, I've, posted, uh, I've posted their mission on, in an article that uh, I wrote about this today, um, but if you go to their website, their website basically, their mission says that we want to get together and basically convince the world regions and sections and countries to do pretty much what we want them to do. Um, and you can, you can see this article... Uh, at uh, afnn.us, it's pinned to the top of the page right now. It's uh, it talks about the world um, world economic forum right in the title page. Um, it, it says, "Is is Davos Davos WEF a real live version of a bond bond villain conference?" Okay, so that's the question. And the article talks about the things that they're doing, and you know, talks about uh, you know guys like Al Gore, who has been a has been for a long time, and you should have seen him ranting about the whole, the whole world is going to end and the temperature is lower than it was when he started talking about it. So, <laughs> yeah, it's funny how that works, isn't it? Um, it is. It's also, you know, the, these, these, uh, elites that, you know, claim the sea levels are going to rise and then they buy mansions on, on beachfront property. Um, <clears throat> the Davos group, is uh is hilarious is it oh I, I got the wrong screen there the the davos group is, is hilarious because one of the things that they talk about often is um climate change and you know we've got to control climate change and what well what a thousand private jets flew to davos to go to this thing and what I thought was really fun is one of those pri- private jets flew from 13 miles away. Somebody actually flew a private jet 13 miles. You know why? No, status. Because he could. Yeah. Because he could. Hey, so if you're watching the video, I just put afnn.us up on the screen and is the davos wef a real life version of a bond of a bond villain conference world economic forum yeah it's it's a lot what it looks like and a lot what it sounds like and one of my arguments has been if we here in the united states if we patriots freedom liberty lovers if we ever want to get out of this global cabal stuff we need hundreds of our representatives in Washington, D.C., who understand the U.S. Constitution, understand the founding fathers' intent for our federal government, and to remember George Washington's warning of foreign entanglements and get us out of all of these world groups, the World Economic Forum, the World Health Organization, the you know Paris Climate Accord, we shouldn't be involved in any of those international organizations here in the United States, 
let alone funding all of them. Take a walk with me for a second here. I want I want to read you the 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 significant the mission the mission page is a lot of fluff in there, but here's something that I I looked in there that really bothered me. And uh, and and and, and patient with me, let me walk you through this here. Part of their mission statement. The forum engages the foremost political, business, cultural, and other leaders of society. First of all, who pick them, okay? To shape global, regional, and industry agendas. Once again, who died and appointed them God? Hold that thought for just a second. Now, these are the people that are sitting here and deciding we need to centralize control of energy, transportation, housing, food, and any other, oh, medicine, I'm sorry, medicine, and any other category by which that they can actually control people. Because if they can control those categories or the delivery of those services, then what they can do is control populations. And that's one of the reasons why there's this big push to go totally electric. Because if you have a tank full of gasoline, you're independent. But if you cannot charge that vehicle because they've shut your power off, all of a sudden now you're, you're dependent on something else. So this is the type of thing they're doing. Now, this is at one end where there's and they claim to do this because we want to help you. It's good for you. Of course. OK. All right. Now, let's talk about this is what they say is good. And let's talk about what they're doing there. Now, one of the things I try to do is not do the politics of envy. As far as I'm concerned, if a guy is a gazillionaire, as long as he earned the money, he didn't steal it. If he wants to fly around in 14 different planes, hey, good for him. You know, he's putting a lot of people to work, you know, flight crews and and maintenance folks and people that shine it and all that. That's fine. Okay. But what I don't like is 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 the two ends of this sword here. On one one side, they want to tell us that we have to be very frugal, and then they're eating dinners that likely cost, I don't know how much, but Right now, from a couple of sources I have there, uh, CNN reports a burrito's go for fifty bucks in Davos. <laughs> right, burrito. and I like burritos, but not that much. No. Okay, a hamburger platter seventy-five dollars. And from what I understand now, I have to use my own term for this because Her Majesty likes to keep my language elevated to a higher level. So there are there ha- happens to be a shortage of what I call personal entertainment technicians. Ladies of the night? Yeah, personal entertainment technicians. And these personal entertainment technicians, one of them, her name is Liana, charges $760 for an hour and $2,500 for the whole night, plus travel expenses. Okay. So on the one hand, we have these global elites, self-appointed, I guess, who are telling us how we need to live for our own good. But the one thing that they never tell you, even if we... Even if we apply everything that they are telling us that we should do, let's go ahead, wave the wand and do that. Guess who is never, ever, ever at any time going to live under that regime? And it's going to be those folks that are attending that comps. The yeah, only people that will ever live under that regime are the people that are serving the meals to them. Right. Well, you have to look at all of this. Anybody with a few brain cells should be able to tell that their platform about trying to help you is the same platform of every communist and and dictator that has ever come to power anywhere on the planet. I will help you, the common people, by doing X, Y, and Z. 
and it never works out that way. If you look at the group, the, the World Economic Forum group, you can go to the board of directors, you can look at the, the huge list of people that are, are in charge of this thing. There's not a person on there who would be, who could be po even possibly misconstrued as being conservative in any way. So well, that's not that's not the purpose of the event. The purpose of the event is 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 to uh, is to get rid of conservative thought, is to eliminate it, is to is is basically a centralized society. You know, a new Hunger Games. I mean, <laughs> you know, the, the, the truth is stranger than fiction. Yeah. Well, one thing that I heard on, I think it was Fox News, um, somebody pointed out, you know, the, the young lady that you just mentioned, the uh, the female entertainer, shall we say, charges $2,500 for a night. Well, was it the 1990s when the movie Pretty Woman came out? And wasn't that the charge for a lady of the evening for an entire night then, too, $2,500? For the so, where uh, apparently inflation hasn't hit the uh, well, I don't know the non-regulated entertainment industry. <laughs> so wait, so basically, what we're saying here is we're not we're making either case for keeping government regulation out of things then because oh, absolutely it's good for the it's good for the consumer, right? I can buy that. I can buy that absolutely. Hey, I I'm a big believer of getting the government out of everything. Uh, I, you know, I, as the constitutionalist, I think there's like 30 or maybe 36 things in the constitution that the federal government should be able to do and, and absolutely nothing else. And, uh, it, yeah. it pretty much boils down to print the money, deliver the mail, fight the wars and make sure the railway gauge between where it meets up with Georgia and Florida meet up is the same. That's about it. That's actually a nice summary. I like that. I'm going to have to reuse that. I've been practicing that one for years. I'm going to have to, might have to clip that out and use it. Do that again. Print the money. Print the money, deliver the mail, fight the wars, and in the interest of interstate commerce, make sure that the railway gauge where Florida meets Georgia is the same. <laughs> that's pretty cool. I like that. Hey, that's basically it. Um, and, and we all know that the, the federal government uses things like the interstate commerce clause they use that as their foot in the door to regulate everything and everything. Um, my favorite example of, of the big middle finger to the federal government that happened relatively recently was, was in Texas uh, within the last year or two. So the federal government uses the interstate commerce clause as their excuse for a lot of their firearms regulations. And uh, well, that means that if you buy and or build a firearm that never left your state that all of the components of it came from your state federal government has no jurisdiction over it at all so texas recently made it so that well suppressors and silencers that you buy in texas that were made in texas they don't make you do the 200 dollars federal tax stamp it it Interstate Commerce Clause doesn't apply. That's freaking brilliant. I love it. I'm, I'm not sure that they're going to be able to get along, get get a, get away with that for long, because they're going to have to go back and and revisit another another court case that happened 
way back. I, I want to say it was under Roosevelt. Don't hold me to that. Wickard versus Filburn, where the Supreme Court of these United States decided that if you decide, wanted to grow wheat in your yard, yeah, on your property for your own consumption, mm-hmm. that constituted interstate commerce. And that's that's the whole that is the the most evil one of the most evil decisions by SCOTUS ever. If they if the U.S. Supreme Court, if I was if I was strategizing for the uh, conservative wing of the Republican Party, my efforts would be to be putting more conservative justices at at higher level courts to include Supreme Court and then revisit Wickard v. Filburn and get overturned. And that way would give us the juice to get rid of a lot of the federal government right there. Because well, we could basically, point. we could gut the interstate commerce clause and turn it back to what it means. Regulate during the time of the founders meant keep in good working order. And and, and if you're trying to make people get permits to do something, that is that is a constraint. That's not an enhancement to interstate commerce. Right. Absolutely. But there's a lot more overstepping than that. What about the um, the recent case where uh, the uh, the rancher? who's been sued because he put four ponds on his property and the EPA stepped in and said that those ponds are now navigable waterways. <laughs> Good. I want to see him put a battleship on there. Oh, we don't use it. <laughs> What's your next aircraft carrier? No, put a riverine patrol boat in there and make it go. If you can make it go more than 50 feet, you can call it navigable. So what are we, we were, I don't know how we, sidetracked here as far as we did but we were talking about davos switzerland world economic forum folks um let's uh take a 60 second commercial break deep breath do you like the idea of those really convenient meal delivery kits send you all the ingredients in a box like once a week and you can just make really cool dinners and you don't have to grocery shop and make lists and all that kind of stuff but if you're like me they're really expensive and they're kind of cost prohibitive and they're just not worth the money. Well, every plate is the answer. Every plate is $4.99 a portion. And if you go to liberty-lighthouse.com slash every plate, I'll get you $20 off. Let's give it a try. Great food, nutritious, delicious, $4.99 a portion. About half of what the other, the other meal delivery kits cost can't recommend it enough liberty-lighthouse.com slash every plate i have to say i I do use every plate every week i love it but the thing i love most about it for one i i haven't eaten this healthy in in decades like it's actually fresh food that that i'm cooking Um, i like to cook but i'm lazy but the the big reason that i like every plate is my beautiful wife cannot make up her mind about anything ever and when i say hey what do you want for dinner she cannot give me an answer but when i go to her with three recipes that came in the box that we have to use within you know four days or something like that and say here pick one it's it's cut down on my stress so (laughs) it's convenient it's reasonably cheap but it's all about me in this case. This is me trying not to pull my own hair out, what's left of it, in order to figure out what's for dinner. Okay, uh, back to Davos. So what do we do about it? What do we in the United States, the, the 
freedom and liberty loving citizens of the United States of America. What can we do about this group of idiots, uh, elites in, uh, in Switzerland who think that they can run the world through an economic forum? I'm not sure there's any way to, for us to attack that directly. I mean, there was, there was a saying back when the Soviet Union was the Soviet Union, and we thought we were going to have to fight them and fold a gap. Their, their equipment really stunk, but boy, they had a lot of it. And the saying was, you know, quantity has a quality all of its own. You know, when these people have the muscle, the gold, they make the rules, they can do a lot of things. Um, fortunately, if we can clean up our elections, we can we can not participate. One of the, one of the things that was apparent is when we have um, a when our national power is such that we can uh, we can swing a bat on our own, and our, when we have a president will it, then we can we can push back on that. If you look, uh, <laughs> that's a good segue. Um, I don't know if we'll have enough time during this uh, uh, segment to do this, but if you notice the difference between how President Trump got treated in Davos and when he went to Europe to talk to NATO and he goes to these other pe people, people want to be around him. He is powerful. He was powerful. When Biden goes, I mean, people shove him around. His wife shoves him around. He is not the leader of the free world. Okay, he's a marionette on strings and people do not respect him. And what's more importantly, other world leaders, especially our enemies, do not fear him. Okay. Well, that's um, one, of, one of the uh, one of the things that people who really don't haven't studied uh, uh, the former Soviet Union and and now and now the Russians how they view the world. One of the things that the Soviet leadership and Russian leadership, one of the things that they crave in a U.S. president is predictability. Okay. They don't they don't mind if they're corrupt. They don't mind if they're real conservative. Mm -hmm. But what they want to know is if A, B and C happens, which way is our president going to jump? D, E or F. Right. And with Trump, I, they didn't have. If, if I invade Ukraine. Can I predict the uh, the reaction from the United States? Exactly. And if you will notice something, correct me if I'm wrong, of the last four presidents. Only one of uh, all but one of them seated seated dirt to uh, Putin. All right. but one. Right. Only Trump did not give up any dirt. I'm, so, I'm, not uh, a, I'm not a huge Trump sycophant or anything like that. He did some stupid things and some wrong things and some things that I did not like at all. But he did some good things. And the one thing you're right, I think the rest of the world saw him as crazy. And I'm okay with that. If if crazy keeps keeps the dictators in line i'm okay with crazy um if you go to the to the website my website again uh, afnn.us and look up at, at the top of the page there's another article on there called that says it's called dime a d-i-m-e in capital letters trump gets it and biden does not and that's and understand something trump is not a politician and never was but he was a businessman and like him or love him, hate him or, or whatever, he did understand how the world works. And if you look at the foreign policy situation right now, China is doing what they want to us. Putin has invaded Ukraine. 
and, and, and like I said before, Trump is the only U.S. president of the last four that didn't give up any dirt to Putin. Uh, we have uh, the beginnings of peace in, in, in the Middle East. Trump was able to um, eliminate the Palestinian veto. And, and now we have El Al, Israeli Airlines, El Al Air Flights going through Saudi airspace with their permission. That is huge. Okay. How did that happen? Because of a real simple concept called DIME, diplomatic information, military and economic. Now, Trump is a businessman. He didn't sit down and pull out a foreign policy text and said, okay, DIME here. How am I going to do this? What's the plan? But he understands the interconnectivity of things. He understands that if you have a solid economy, then you can do other things with that tax revenue. If you don't have a solid economy, you don't have tax, you're kind of constrained. You can only borrow yeah. so much. Okay. So Trump, you've got, what he did. You've got less than a minute. Uh, we can either carry it on to the next segment or the next show. Your call. We'll keep it to the next segment. We'll be right back in, uh, in well, All right. about, about three minutes. We'll be back with uh, Colonel Mike Ford of American Free News Network. At Romica Designs, we're more than just a laser engraving and specialty design company, much more. I'm Ron Phillips, co-owner of Romica Designs, and we're honored to work with our affiliates like Liberty Lighthouse to bring you professional laser engraving and customization. Great for one-of-a-kind gifts, home decor, business and specialty items, or personalized and logo designs created just for you or your company. Allow Romica Designs and Liberty Lighthouse to become your go-to gift and specialty project partner. Romica Designs can help make your ideas a reality. We're ready to help you design and create that special gift for any occasion or engrave your personal or business logo on just about any product. All you have to do is simply email us with your ideas. We specialize in custom design and we'd be honored to have the opportunity to discuss it with you. Visit us on the web at RomicaDesigns.com and use promo code LIGHTHOUSE during checkout to support Liberty Lighthouse with Peter Serafine. Mike picks some good music, doesn't he? Mike, our producer, he picks some really, really good music for uh, for, for the, these bumpers in and out. But with us tonight is another Mike, a a Colonel Michael Ford, and uh, well, he's the CEO and managing editor of American Free News Network, and it's it, it, that's the kind of organization that we need. It's it's an organization. You know, Mike and I talked last night on the phone before he came on the show here. And, well, Colonel, you, you don't accept any advertising from any outside organizations that might want to pull any strings or anything like that. And, Not a dime. It's all done by uh, donation. So it's all, no advertising at all because he doesn't want to have anybody have any, 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 uh, any sway over their decisions as to what to or not to print. And that's that's awesome. So it's donation only. So if you can, um, 
support his organization, American Free News Network, AFNN.us. And uh, check out the articles. If you like what you see, hit that donate button and, and help them out because I, I'm rather impressed. It's all volunteer writers. I do question his editorial ability since he you know, published two of my articles. But um, other than that, it's, it's really good stuff, and I, I think it's worth checking out. Where were we before we went to that break? We were talking about Dime, a recent article on, on that website, uh, the uh, Understanding Dime. Trump gets it and Biden doesn't. doesn't. So Dime, what was that again? Okay, DIME is Diplomatic Information, Military, and Economic, and what they are is elements of national power. Um, before we get into those again, uh, now that we got a good restart here, um, let's, let's just do a little quick comparison, take about 30 seconds. Trump, energy independence, Biden gave it away, and gas went from $1.79 in my area, because I've been watching gas prices since 2008 and recording them over here in the great state of Alabama, Talladega, Ricky Bobby uh, went from $1.79 to $3.09. It's now $3.09. Um, with the economy, Trump had the lowest unemployment ever, especially for minorities. Blacks and minorities had the lowest unemployment ever recorded. Military, we were starting to rebuild our military. What did Biden do? Tear it apart and started re recruiting people that are, are, are so, so disordered that they don't even know what sex they are. And, and he's focusing more on bringing people in. They're going to actually cost the military money as opposed to people. Um, he, as I, as I uh, said earlier, he broke the code on, on, Middle, on Middle East peace. He got the Abraham Accords going, and we have basically pushed the Palestinians, Palestinians out of the veto process. So they can't veto when the United States and the rest of the nations in that area decide, okay, this is what we're going to do. We got rid of their, Trump got rid of their veto. And, and, uh, and Mr. Joe Biden wants to give it back to him. Okay. And the reason is because Trump understand, inherently understands dime. And he started with a basic fundamental, and that was economics. And he targeted one thing hugely. Okay. And then he followed with a couple more. The first thing he targeted was energy. And the nice thing about that is he could do that with a stroke of a pen because he immediately got rid of all these prohibitions on drilling drilling in, in, in certain parts of federal property and also in state property. He, uh, he, he, he encouraged fracking. And what that did was made us energy independent. It also enabled us to be so energy independent that we had a surplus that we were ready to sell to Ukraine and to Europe and anybody else that needed natural gas instead of having them buy it from Putin. And Trump was the one that told them, y'all need to start buying from us because if you keep buying from Putin, he's going to hold that right over your head. And guess what happened? Okay, so that's the military and economics. So we became, go ahead. I'm sorry. I said, yeah, that's exactly, Trump Trump predicted it. And it's exactly what happened a couple of years later. The, the, the gas pipeline spigot was cut off. Okay, so now we have, the, uh, the, the economic platform or whatever, because that's what gives the United States the muscle to do what it needs to do. And then you, what you have is the diplomatic, informational, and military, and they all kind of work together. And he was able to use the economics to rebuild our military and say, okay, we want to we go ahead and rebuild because we had a worn-out army. Our army was broke after, after so many years over the desert. Soldiers were wore out. 
equipment was worn out. And a lot of it, you know, we had, you know, left behind, like, you know, what happened with Biden. But we, we needed to go ahead and get that stuff restocked. And so Trump did that. Then the other thing that he did was he was the master of information. When you, you're conducting information, you know, that's not just Voice of America. That's not just flyers. That's not just news articles. Okay. Trump with that Twitter was very, very powerful because people would listen to him because when the president of the United States says something, that becomes U.S. policy. And, and it's not the, as that fat little uh, wannabe colonel said, it's not the interagency that decides U.S. foreign policy. It's the president of these United States. And so he was able to communicate all that. Then the other thing that he did was he sent some informational stuff to foreign powers and notice. And sometimes some information can be in the form of an action. And if you remember when he whacked that, that uh, Iranian uh, terrorist general Soleimani, that sent a message. Mm -hmm. That sent a message that we weren't putting up with any, anything. And if anybody wonders why Putin didn't, didn't invade Ukraine while Trump was in office, that's one of the reasons why. And that's also one of the reasons why the Arab nations over there decided to come to the table because they knew Trump did not mess around. Okay, so Trump put all these things together, the diplomatic, the informational, the military and the economic. And he and, and it becomes a um, the way I like to, you know, they call it the synergistic effect. Yeah, that's that's a four hundred dollar word. I'm not that smart. But if you look at it a different way, let's say you and I go into a bar and you go to one side of the bar and I go to another and we both start separate fights. Well, both of us are going to walk out of there, not only beaten up, but probably in handcuffs. But if you and I walk into the bar and we go back to back, we can take on all comers. And that's the way all these components of dime work in the elements of national power. Okay. And, and, and able to understand them, weld them together, even if you're not a, uh, even if you're not a foreign policy expert, okay, is, is how you're successful as a national leader. Not only is Biden not intelligent enough to understand these things, but the team that he has has wants no part of it because they don't want the United States to be a to be a major power. Okay, and so that's that's the the whole dime thing going on right there, and that's why you have such a difference when it comes to international relations between the successes of Donald Trump and the abject failures of Joe Biden, and that's why we have thousands streaming across our border instead of following international law and remaining in the first safe country. Oh, the thing about, like, you don't have to know anything about foreign policy to look at, at you know, the Afghanistan debacle and see that, that Biden screwed up. You don't, you don't have to be an army colonel. You don't have to be a, a policy expert to know that that was horribly bought under no circumstances should the united states leave you know millions upon millions of dollars worth of military equipment behind for a hostile regime to use even if like okay i understand that there may be occasions when the cost of transporting this stuff is is you know it's just you know cost prohibitive it makes more sense to leave it behind i i maybe that might happen on rare occasions. But even then, you don't leave it behind for a hostile regime to take over. Biden keeps doing his, you know, his I'm going to ban assault weapons. 
and you don't you know you're not going to take on the the uh, u.s military with an ar-15 you need an f-35 like really well i would say that the uh the north vietnamese did a pretty good job of taking on the american military with nothing but ar-15s as did the Taliban, who entered Bagram Air Force Base with a platoon armed with light weapons and explosives and uh -huh. destroyed an entire USMC Harrier squadron and killed their commander. Yep, that's what I'm saying. Yep. No, there's, there's, I have a, every time he says that, it actually, it, it, it eats at my core for a number of reasons. For one, He's talking about, you know, he's you can't take on the U.S. government because you don't have fighter jets. Joe, are you suggesting that you will carpet bomb American citizens? Is is that what you're saying? If you can't keep power, you will carpet bomb American citizens, number one. Number two, um, yes, we can, as the Taliban proved, as the North Vietnamese proved, as the North Koreans proved, as, over and over and over and over again. It's not about... I mean, unless you're willing to nuke your opponent, sure, small arms will work. Might take a little longer, might have a few more casualties, but it's possible. And to to keep lying to us and saying that that's not going to happen. Um, his his other statement. I mean, like it's obvious that he doesn't know what that what he's talking about. I I got sidetracked there because of his poor poor gun control ideas. Um, but it's obvious that he doesn't understand foreign policy. You don't have to be a genius to understand that leaving fighter jets and, and, and everything else behind in Afghanistan was a good idea. Like, nobody thinks that was a good idea. Oh, and leaving our allies behind. And, oh, letting the base darn near get run over while we still had American citizens there. And, oh, then after the fact, bombing uh, uh, civilians by mistake like it's obvious that that this current administration has no idea what they're doing in the foreign policy world and like you said earlier he goes to these big events and and he's ignored and shoved to the side by all of the other world leaders you're familiar with neo right non-combatant evacuation operations yeah fundamental in, in afghanistan they violated the fundamental rule you set up the you set up your safe zone. You evacuate the civilians. Then the military leaves. This thing of oh. I, I I can't believe you know. In fact, it was one of the units that I used to be assigned to the 82nd Airborne Division. I can't believe my beloved paratroopers were were, were did, did the shameful act and were forced to do a shameful act of getting on on an airplane while they were still American citizens, still in harm's way. There, I just oh, that that. Tears me out of the frame. And then the administration stood there and lied about it. First, they said there were no, you know, every American citizen that wanted out was able to get out. And then they said, oh, no, that's not what we meant. We will get them out. And then, you know, weeks go by and we're like, no, Joe, there are still 400 American citizens in Afghanistan. What are you doing about it? Nothing. The administration did nothing. It was American civilians that ended up going over there and, and, and rescuing most of the American civilians that were left behind. But you're not yep. allowed to talk about that. I mean, yep. the idea that, that, that this guy doesn't understand foreign policy is on display for the entire world to see. 
honestly, I, I think it's a good day when he's control of his own bodily functions, let alone control of his administration. <laughs> I'd say that's a correct assessment. You know, you said something interesting there. You know, civilians, you know, American civilians went over and did a lot of those rescues. One of the things that and my preacher and I had a, a conversation about a piece of this the other day. We were talking about we're in, in the process of forming a new church and we're trying to be very, very careful to who we of, of hiring somebody to do something that we really probably ought to train a, congreg a congregation member to do because, and he, and he actually figured that out and we were kind of talking it through and he said, you know, that's true because if we hire somebody to do it, then the congregation kind of looks, kind of ignores it because they're paying somebody to do it. Yeah. And that's the same thing that goes on here. We pay government to do all these things, and government is inept in just about everything it does. And even the thing that it's supposed to be the best at, which is fighting and winning our nation's wars, we had to have civilians go over there and do the job for them. And, 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 the, and the idea that we should allow government to run so much of our lives, that's a good point as to why. Why would we want to do that? You know, I like you and everything. Thing, but you and I have never met. I'm not sure why would I trust you to, you know, to, to be in charge of the safety of, of, of my wife and kids. You know, we don't know each other that well. Why, why would I? And, and, and you and I know each other a lot better than I know the federal government. I, I was just going to say, after the two conversations that we have, I would trust you of, of protecting my wife and kids a heck of a lot more than I would the federal government. After two conversations, it, yeah. history has shown that the United States federal government is good at one thing and only one thing, wasting money. They haven't, they have never, there is, I challenge anyone. And I mean that anyone, anybody out there listening and believe me, you like to email me and complain about what I say. So feel free, email me and tell me that if I'm wrong, I challenge. Call in and anyone. tell us about it. Call in and tell yeah, us. Call Why in are we wrong? right now. Call in 512-248-8252. I challenge anybody to tell me any one thing that the federal government of the United States of America has done effectively and efficiently. Going all the way back to the founding of our nation, tell me one thing that the federal government has done both effectively and efficiently. I'll wait, because as far as I know, there isn't one. Nothing. We all know that. So why do we continue to give them money and continue to trust them? Hey, uh, let me try to make a dollar here. There's a brand new way to support Liberty Lighthouse and get something great for yourself, too. And that's at MyPillow. MyPillow.com slash Lighthouse. Use the promo code Lighthouse to get up to 66% off your favorite MyPillow products. I've had the pillows for years. Got the towels about a year ago. Just got the sheets and the quilt now, too. Yes, right, a quilt. Yes, quilts and duvets and everything else you could possibly need for your bed and sleeping. Check it out if you haven't been there in a while. MyPillow.com slash Lighthouse. Use the promo code Lighthouse to get yourself up to 66% off. Yeah, it doesn't really work. I'd say try to make a dollar, but I don't make it. I think in the year and a half that I've had a MyPillow promo code, I think I've made like, I don't know, maybe a hundred bucks. <laughs> you need to get you need to get some better guests. Is that what it is? 
Well, that's why you're here. <laughs> Good luck, pal. Good luck. <laughs> you know, speaking of better guests, I, I, I talk about that. I've talked about the last couple of weeks. I am trying to get guests to come on, guests from conservative political organizations or news organizations to come on the show um, and give us little updates. So Colonel Mike Ford here is one of those. He will be back um, once a month. To, for a much shorter segment than what he's doing tonight we're gonna he's gonna come back he's gonna tell us about one of the articles uh on his on his uh site and i've got uh, brett hamachek is one of those he's gonna come on and tell us about his organization human events and what they're doing and then um david sumrall david david sumrall um is gonna come on and, and give us an update about uh, uh well the j6 prisoners and what's going on with them and, and his work. So those are the only three that I have confirmed so far. I am working on six or eight other uh, recurring guests to come on once a month. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to that. I hope I can get at least one every week and, uh, and have somebody coming on from outside of our normal reach and give us a little bit of information. Pat! In Fort Worth is online. One Pat, welcome to National Intel Report. Uh, thank you. Um, when um, uh, he's doing a really good uh, job, uh, Mike. Uh, what's it, Ford? Is that what you're saying? I haven't looked you up yet. Yes, ma'am. Um, the dime. You know, that's uh, what we. That's what we need. We need uh, uh, to have. A way to remember everything uh, that worked before that's not working now. But what I wanted, to, because Biden, as soon as he got in, he undid most of that stuff. Uh, so I wanted to ask you: Are you familiar with the uh, CARES Act, the Economic Security Act? <laughs> yeah, well, I, I think we're all familiar with the CARES Act, which is a joke. But yes, why is it a joke? Because of what Obama carried it out, or because Trump got it done. I, I think it's a joke because it was it was a bunch of money that got spent over. Uh, let, me, right. <laughs> let, me, let me take a deep breath and, and explain why. <sighs> it's a manufactured crisis that the government created, and then they created the, then they passed this other stuff to, to kind of cover and and fix and patch. The crisis that they created it, it was just a cluster f from the beginning i guess you don't you don't get called a hero for putting out a fire that you started yeah, that's a good way of putting that, it. it it's that simple if you start a fire don't expect people to pin a medal on you for putting it out okay pat i'm sorry well one thing he he was doing was he was trying to keep the farmers going and and uh I think it said it was Melania's idea. Uh, so then they started, uh, instead of letting the farmers quit because there wasn't anything they, who could sell it and nobody had money. And and so uh, he, he had it being sent to needy organizations. And now there's where the problem was. Uh, what, how did it really get sent, you know? Uh, and, 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 and it wasn't, none of it was supposed to go to, uh, Planned Parenthood, and it did. I remember talking to a guy who was on the air. So I said, that went to Planned Parenthood. He said, no. I said, yeah. But it said specifically in there, 
that uh, it was not for them because of the Hyde Amendment uh, protections, uh, extending uh, the sexual risk avoidance education and all that stuff. It wasn't supposed to go for any of that. But of course, that's what the Democrats did with it. And, and, right. and they did it to me and all that. And if there was anything left over, well, they've had something else for it. But uh, the idea was good, but the always the implementation. So don't you think we need to find have a network that implements something good? Because just because uh, the president gets something passed, it's got to be carried out. Am I making well, sense? You are making sense. I understand what you're trying to say. And and that was the, the fact that the uh, Planned Parenthood got part of the money. That's only one example of how, how that. Well, sure, I know. You know, how many people got, um, you know, fraudulent unemployment money because of the CARES Act or, you know, the, the paycheck there protection money? There. There's a bunch of stuff and, and implementation of it would be great. That would be helpful. But I, I still go back to the point of these are things that the federal government should be involved in in the first place. The federal government should not be subsidizing anything. Honestly, if, if a business can't stand on its own, then it should be allowed to fail. I don't think the federal government should have bailed out the, the auto, uh, auto industry. They shouldn't have bailed out the banks. They shouldn't, have, they shouldn't be subsidizing farmers or oil companies or anybody else. Well, we out here, we'll know who who is a good has good customer service. That's the number one thing, good customer service. But you know, uh, things go under because of customer service, and then they want to blame somebody else for it. Oh yeah, oh customer service is dead. You've you've got an entitled generation that thinks you know, give me a paycheck. Why should I have to to take care of customers? I a great example just the other day. I asked a question of of, uh, of somebody in a store, and the the way that they answered the question was just rude. Like I was brought up in the time when if a customer asked you a question when you were at work, you took them to the answer. You you solved their immediate problem, and if they could do it themselves, you told them. And for a future reference, you can go over there. And, and this particular example was a price check issue. There was a sign that said price A. The product said price B. I took the product to the little automatic scanner price checker thing, and it came up with the regular price that was on the product. But that didn't match the sign. So I asked an employee, hey, would you mind price checking this for me? And they pointed at the price checker that is available to me as a customer and said, there's a price checker right there. I think there's a meme going around about Walmart's that way right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like when am I going to start getting my employee discount for using their checkouts or, <laughs> or when are they going to expect us to come unload their trucks for them next? <laughs> Okay, I just wanted to throw that out there because it was so close to what you you want. You have the Economic Security Network, and that's called Economic Security Act. And I just happened to have just been reading it because I got something for myself. 
uh, you know, at this later date. So it was, it's uh, 23, and that was passed in 20 or something. <laughs> okay, I'll let you go. Thank you. And you're doing it. I'm writing it down. I'm going to remember Don, and I'm going to uh, thank you for coming on. Bye. Thank you very much, Pat. Always appreciate you. She liked you. Well, what's not the love? <laughs> I agree. <laughs> All right, Mike. Okay, so we can agree that Trump did a lot better on uh, foreign policy, shall we say, than the Biden administration is doing. Um, my big thing with Trump is he still spent too much money. He made absolutely no effort to balance the budget. Um, the, the bump stock band, um, the, the, the ATF has, has absolutely no authority to regulate an accessory. And, and that's exactly what the ATF had told Obama, but yet, you know, Trump comes along and they, they ban it anyway. So, you know, I, I still have problems with Trump. He was a better foreign policy person. We're down to, uh, I don't know, three minutes, I think something like that. So give us a pitch one more time. Why should anybody listening go to AFNN.us? Because we are put together so American citizens have a voice, whether it's reading what we're putting on, on the internet and commenting in the comment section, or I was going to get into this, uh, and now's a good time. We're always looking for writers. If you have something to say, send us a note to managing editor at, at afnn.us. Managing editor at afnn.us. And there's also a link on the site that says, come write for us. Okay. Uh, we're always looking for new talent. It doesn't have to, you don't have to put out an article every day. If you've just got one thing that's, that's got a burr up your butt and you want to talk about it, then send us a note and put it together and we'll get you published. This is about you having a voice and and Pete and I stopping Facebook and all these other countries, all these other companies from censoring you. So that's what we do. So we'd love to have you as a writer. And if you happen to have a couple spare pennies, uh, go ahead and, uh, and hit the donate button so we can pay the real smart guys that do our programming for us. Yours truly does not get one thin dime from this organization. Not one. All right. Thank you very much, Mr. Michael Ford. If you're listening live on Republic Broadcasting Network, please stay tuned for Edge of Darkness with Jeffrey Bennett. Thank you, Mr. Colonel Ford, for joining us tonight. Greatly appreciate that. Thank you, Mike, the producer. Couldn't do this without you. Thank you, listeners. You are why we do the show. Until next week, protect your liberties. Once they're gone, there's no getting them back. God Bless America. We must take